lonely. Master of the Knights of Ren. I've never faced such a test. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. first slash knights of rant slash identity crisis slash who are we who are we <laughs> i'm one of your hosts i'm ct i'm the other host i'm solo and today's episode was going to be about like the resistance arc yep. but literally right when we were sitting down to record this episode i went on twitter and saw that someone was reacting to the rebels trailer yep and i was like oh man we have to go watch the Re- rebels trailer and i wish we had recorded our reactions because that was the reaction everyone wanted us to have for Twin Sons. <laughs> we don't tell people our reaction to Twin Sons. <laughs> it's on the internet! We already know the Star Wars fandom doesn't like us. We need to, like, try to win them back. Well, we were excited this time. We were. I'm, I'm very excited. There are a few things in Rebels that I really wanted. One of them was, like, a crapshoot of Cassian and K2, which uh-huh. I don't think we're going to get. No. I think if we were going to get that, that would have been in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Or some sort of... They would have alluded to a new fulcrum. Yeah, they would have been like, oh, the fulcrum. And you're mm-hmm. like, ah, it's Cassian. But but we did get the, the thing I'm most excited about. Yes. References to Mortis. Yes. And if you know me, you know that I love the Mortis arc. It's my favorite arc in Clone Wars. I love it so freaking much. It's like the best arc, period. <laughs> it's... I. It, honestly, that could have been, been a movie. Yeah. And it would be the best Star Wars movie. Yeah. Because it's so... If you haven't watched the Mortis arc, we talk about it a lot, and eventually I want to do a whole podcast on the Mortis arc, mm-hmm. and who, who knows, this might be like the pre... Pre... The prequels to that podcast. The prequels podcast. to that podcast, because I want to talk about it a lot. Because the Mortis arc is an arc in Clone Wars in which... They kind of really dive deep into what the Force is. The Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka kind of get transported to this planet that doesn't really exist, but Mm -hmm. maybe does. Mm -hmm. It's a really trippy episode where they kind of meet human human forms of the Force. And there's the son, there's the daughter, and then the father. And the daughter represents the light, the son represents the darkness, and the father's the, the balance in between them. And so it's basically like... If you don't understand how the Force works and what the Force is trying to do, here's a visual representation yeah. of what Here's it a is. very little, literal version of it. Here you go. And it's basically the father's there because he knows that he's dying. And so he brings Anakin there because he knows Anakin's the chosen one and Anakin was meant to bring balance. And so he just kind of brings Anakin and therefore Ahsoka and Obi-Wan because... They get just caught in it. They get caught in it. And in a certain way, Obi-Wan and Anakin, not, no, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka mm-hmm. kind of represent his daughter and son, but the, just, that's because of the, the character's name, but Obi-Wan represents, like, the light side of Anakin, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka kind of represents the, the dark, conflicted side of Anakin. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such a good arc of Anakin kind of discovering what it means to be the chosen one. And at one point he learns who he'll become Vader, and obviously he forgets that. Mm-hmm. And he loses that. He he loses that memory. He he realizes that he's going to cause Padme's death. Mm-hmm. Like, 
It's it's so good, and I'm not sure I, I I want you guys to watch it. I think it's in the third season of Clone Wars, maybe fourth. Um, yeah, but it's, it's I think it's called, I think the first episode is called The Ghost of Mortis. It's a three or four episode arc, but real good. It's so good, and if you ever, and especially after watching The Last Jedi watch it again Mm -hmm. because it resonates so much more especially the sun's arc because the the sort of like manic nature of the dark side wasn't super explored until kylo but it really was emphasized a lot by the sun because he keeps doing these things and wanting these horrible things like he wants to kill his father he wants like the light to be extinguished but this but when uh, or I guess I will sort of spoil it, but inevitably when the father dies, the son's devastated. Yes. And it's this really interesting approach because the whole time he's, the son's been, who's the darkness, That's what has he's been, been wanting these to things. Do. He's been trying to do. He doesn't like, he doesn't want the father around. He, he like wants to extinguish his light. He wants the darkness to rule. But when he le- when he loses his sister and he loses his father, he's devastated. And there's this really beautiful scene, which... Go Star Wars for me shipping technical siblings. All the time. Where the son is over the daughter's grave after she had died, and the son's just kind of, like, confessing that she was the only thing he ever loved, mm-hmm. which was, like, the light. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so good. And I oh. and just him, his, like, mourning afterward is just so... You're like, why? Why are you mourning? This is what you wanted. And you're like, oh... Because this is like kind of what the darkness does to people. Yeah, and it really, if you don't understand kind of like the Kylo aspect of like, why do you do these things if it's going to cause you misery? Yeah. Watch the Mortis arc. <laughs> I will just keep telling you until you go watch it. End of the podcast. This is a Rebels reaction. <laughs> that was a Rebels reaction. It was talking about Clone Wars. And... But the, the the Mortis arc was referenced, and let, let, we'll start at the beginning. The beginning of the trailer is kind of this recap of the entire show. Right. It's Ezra kind of uh, saying everything he's learned, who he's become. He, Talking about his gun. journey. It, it's, really, it's really cute, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just so absolutely excited by this. So the trailer, yeah, it's kind of a recap until we get... About halfway through, and that's when they start showing you the new stuff. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, my boy Kanan. Oh, Kanan. And uh, so I think the first shot of Kanan that we really see that's new is him cutting off the ponytail. Which you're like, oh, I know what this means. In I me. watched Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> I've watched Moo, uh, not, not, Mulan. Oh yeah, yeah Mulan. Mulan. Yeah. I was. Like, I went from Mulan Rouge. I'm like Mulan Rouge. That's why. That's why I stopped and was like, "Am I? Am I saying the wrong title? No, Mulan is what I wanted." <laughs> the, we're we're on the Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor train right now. It's. But I'm like, I know what this symbolizes, and oh boy, am I excited! Because if he's cutting off his hair and shaving, which are like, both things that represent, old Jedi Kanan. And I'm like, is this him fucking being like, I don't care. I have to go rescue Hera. She means more to me than anything else. I'm like, I'm down. But way to go, Hera, (laughs) to insult the blind man. She's like, I just have to tell you something because you can't see, babe. This is a bad haircut. Don't do it again. I like the haircut. 
I, I wish you still had, like, some scruff yeah. there. But the I, haircut I wouldn't mind, as long as you still had his handsome facial hair. Yeah, because I, I could do without the, the ponytail. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of been a little, like... I'm, I'm, I, so you just need to grow out your the facial hair a little bit. You can still have the nice boy cut. Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of the boy cut. But, but you gotta have the scruff, because you look like a baby now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, a handsome baby, yeah, but a, a baby. baby. I mean, this... Kaden's always been handsome, because it's mm-hmm. not, like... Zuko. <laughs> I I forget that first How bad season Zuko. and a half Zuko is. And if you guys have watched Avatar The Last Airbender, Avatar The Last Airbender is the thing that got me into fandom in general. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I ever... That was the first thing I ever loved besides maybe Phantom of the Opera. Mm. It was maybe Phantom of the Opera, but I didn't know that was like a, I could be a fandom in it. And right. thank God am I glad that I didn't know there was a fandom for it, because that would have been a mess. Yep. And... Uh, but then the Avatar fandom was the first one that I got into, and I was madly in love with Zuko from day, day one. one. Even though he's oh. he's got such a hairline, his hair's shaved up until the, the crown of his head, and he's got just a little ponytail. Day one, I was like, I want him and Katara to kiss. <laughs> I That was me from episode one. And <laughs> let me, it was only because, so Aang has this like crush on Katara, and I'm like, he's like a baby. And then Zuko does this thing in the first episode where he reaches forward and he, he ends up grabbing her grandmother, mm-hmm. but it looks like he's grabbing Katara. And I'm like, oh, I ship it. Step one, it looks like he maybe touched her. And I'm like, and I I had never shipped anything really before this point. Obviously, Besides I, Phantom, and you were like, that's a man with a scar on his face reaching towards a But again, girl. I don't really count... I don't count stories like Pride and Prejudice and Phantom of the Opera like as well, real right. ships because, because the they're... the point of the story is the the, the, the tragic right. like romance of it. Mm-hmm. I guess Pride and Prejudice isn't tragic, but that's when like the story is written for the romantic aspect. I don't mm-hmm. consider it a ship. Yep. But Zutara was on my gravestone. Should have been a thing <laughs> to the day I die, and just from that first touch, everyone used it in their AMVs, and it wasn't even a touch. It wasn't even a touch. No. It wasn't even. And we didn't even get any good Zutara. Well, no, he had her engagement necklace. Yeah, he did. For a while. Yeah. After he tied her to a tree. Hey, man. <laughs> Don't kiss And he was like, give me this. <laughs> give me a necklace. He saved her from the pirates, though. Ish. From In his own way. <laughs> from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge me. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So anyway, back to Star Wars. <laughs> but like like Zuko, he cuts off the ponytail, which is kind of to symbolize that he's cutting ties with the Fire Nation. And I think this is probably to cut it that they're kind of cutting ties, maybe with some Jedi stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm. I think, or I maybe think, it could just be disguises. For all I know, it could be. But so much of me is like, Kanan's probably gonna have a talk with himself where he's like, the good of the many outweigh the lives of the few, and then he's gonna be like. Except for when it's Hera, because I love her. <laughs> I love her. And and since Star Wars, a lot of it's, especially with the Jedi uh, teachings and culture, have a, is rooted a lot in Eastern, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Theology. Yeah. And yeah. so and so is Avatar. Yeah, and absolutely. So I think, I think that the cutting out the ponytail is actually a, a, I, a thing. I definitely think it's supposed to be, like, the thing that's supposed to be. It's supposed to exactly inspire the feelings that's inspiring us right now. Face. <laughs> and just shaving of the face is just like when Mulan wipes off the makeup. 
and now I know a lot of people because I at this point this is what how I think it's gonna end. I I think Kane and Ezra are just gonna lose their force powers Mm. because they're introducing a bunch of new. I mean, would I like them to be able to really like make it hurt in the end? I actually would. Yeah, me too. But I do understand that this is a that not everything needs to be tragic for it to be good, mm-hmm. and that if Kanan and Ezra live, they need to lose their force powers. Absolutely. If if they make it through this, they cannot have the the degree of force sensitivity that they have. I at least in my opinion, because mm-hmm. even if they don't ever call themselves Jedi, it, they're still realistically going to fight with the rebellion and have the mm-hmm. same sort of powers that Luke has. And just because Luke calls himself a Jedi. Mm-hmm. I, I just... For Luke to be yeah. the last Jedi, something needs to happen. And since them. they have established in The Last Jedi that Luke can close himself off to the Force, mm-hmm. I think that there'll probably be something similar with the Bendu that can kind of take away their their Force connections more permanently. Yeah. That's my current prediction. I'm okay with Kanan choosing to close himself off the, from the Force if he does something like we're seeing right now. Where he's like, I'm abandoning it because I'm choosing to, like, discard the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna, like, go and save Hera, and maybe it ends in tragedy and gets a bunch of people killed or something. And he's like, I don't deserve this. And he does it. But Ezra, I feel like, has to, it has to be forced upon him. Because well, if Kanan... I, I honestly feel like it really has to be forced upon them both, because I can see Kanan being more willing to do it, but him still not being part of the fight mm-hmm. after that. Well, I can see Kanan being like, that's just a part of myself that I don't touch anymore. Because he's strong in his convictions. And if even if, like, Hera were to ask him to do it, he'd be like, I can't do that anymore. I, I chose to turn away from that. Yeah. Because then he could still be involved in it, but he wouldn't be able to train anybody, and he wouldn't... Well, I mean, uh, like, involved in the rebellion at all. Like, he still wouldn't... He, wouldn't, he just wouldn't fight at all? Like, even if he couldn't use the Force? No, I would see him... Well, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like, I right. can't see him... I, I don't know. I can't see Unless... him turning into Luke and, like, putting himself on an island and being like, I'm removed from it. But no, we didn't see Luke turning into Luke, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who knows? I, I kind of, I kind of do, I I would love to see, like, this tragic ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kanan is more likely to die than Ezra, <laughs> which is really, especially because now he's so baby-faced. I'm, I know what they're doing. I'm like, you! Yep. I you're yeah. making him babyface and young, so when things bad happen to him, you'll be like, "Oh, I went to art school. I took character design classes. That's what you do when you want people to immediately connect with the character. That's why all Disney princesses and like have these baby faces because it's part of like a like, character thing that you connect a lot quicker to things that like you're like, oh, I need to take care of you, even yeah. though if you like obviously I'm not going in and taking care of a mm-hmm. fictional character, but it's just in your mind. You're immediately like, I don't want bad things to happen. Exactly. It's it's a scheme, man. It's a scheme. But that's what we learn in our character design classes. Yup. So, yeah. Uh, a lot of this really focuses on Ezra. And Ezra kind of goes into this forescape where he sees the owl. And now I'm one thousand... Mm-hmm. I mean, I was already convinced that this owl is supposed to be the daughter. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's... A little bit of the daughter, a little bit in Ahsoka, because going back to the Mortis arc, Ahsoka essentially dies in the Mortis arc, mm-hmm. and the son, the son kind of takes her over, and in a way, and 
Ahsoka dies. Ish. And so the da- the daughter also dies in that same scene, and but she has enough light in her that she can't stay alive, but she can give that light to Ahsoka to help her live. So mm. Ahsoka's essentially only alive because she has the daughter inside of her. In- <laughs> I Yeah, I know. Why you turn it into a gross pervy thing? I, I you didn't know. have to like like that's why are you such a pervert? I know. I, I didn't mean <laughs> to. I just read a lot of fanfic and it just it just goes there sometimes. <laughs> but I introduced you to fanfic. I've been reading fanfics for much longer than to, you. To be fair, you reintroduced me to fanfic. I had read a lot of Zutara fanfic, but then it just crushed me when Zutara wasn't canon. And so then I was like, I was like, Luke, where I had to close myself off from fanfic. And I was and like, kick, you kick, came kick. along, you were like, Ray, and you were like, here, have this fanfic. I'm like, no, I don't want it. I, d- I don't belong in that world anymore. And I was like, what's, what's the big deal? I'm like, this one's really cute, right? Kylo kissing it. And I'm like, I'll just test it out, you know? And then I did. And now two years later, here I am. <laughs> kick, kick, kick. A giant pervert. I'm a pervert. I'm, and then you fall on the floor. That's a true story. That is a true story. That's a thing that actually happened to us once. <laughs> I was thinking about this is I was thinking about how the first time we met the other day <laughs> and how I remember the first thing I ever said to you was that I liked your mole in real life. We oh, okay, we talked yeah. online beforehand. But like I remember you getting out of the car you were in and the first thing I said to you, I remember the first words was me telling you that I liked your mole. <laughs> or if you like, I, I guess if you're not familiar with Solo's face, she has a beauty mark, like a like a Marilyn Monroe beauty <laughs> yeah, mark. I do, and I'm extremely envious of it. And so when I saw her in real life for the first time, I was like, Oh my god, you're a mole! And I was probably just like, What? I'm very self conscious about this. But the, the things in life that you have made me happy about are my mole and my nose, because you always compliment my nose, and I hated my nose. And See? you're like, your nose is so cute. You say that enough to a person, and like, I'm like, oh, I guess my nose is you're cute. You're right, I am cute. I guess See? my nose is cute. You all thought I was the bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Every time we tell, like, a story, like, all the comments are like, oh, poor soul having to deal with CT. <laughs> and I... <laughs> Lord. You're the bad friend. I'm a good friend. It's just because I'm a Hufflepuff, so I'm just always going to be the better friend because <laughs> I'm, I'm selfless. I'm a Ravenclaw. The fangirls of Hogwarts. Yep. That's all. I still don't understand how I'm really a Ravenclaw, besides, but like Luna makes more sense, but. Mm. You're just creative and mm. obsessive. And obsessive. <laughs> yeah, I will, if I like something, I will learn everything about it. So yes. I guess that is. Where That's my where it comes from. Most Ravenclaws in Harry Potter are just obsessed with knowledge. Mm. You're like, ah! I'm exce- like obsessed with like certain points of knowledge. Yes. Like if there's a certain like thing that I'm interested, I'll like spend twenty hours re- learning everything about it. But yeah, that general knowledge. If you're like, here's math, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time learning math because yeah, you're just a selective Ooh. Ravenclaw. <laughs> anyway, back to Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about? The motorcycle, the owl. Oh, the owl. The owl's back and. So I think that's going to be some sort of Ahsoka daughter representation Thing. because we have been told Ahsoka is kind of coming back in some form. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced it's the owl. Mm-hmm. We've seen that owl around while Ahsoka was still yes. alive, but 
and it was one of the last things that we it saw. It was just kind of circling her, I think in her, the last episode is the first time we saw the owl, mm-hmm. and she was just like, huh. And for the, the, the daughter and the son can turn into these animals, and one of them is this big owl horse thing, so mm-hmm. it makes sense, kind of like the rebirth birth would be like a little baby smaller owl. smaller bean and so yeah i i think that's kind of kind of represent where soka comes back in what did the sun turn into uh do you remember bat okay i think it was like a giant bat horse thing they were okay. both giant horse stallion hybrids hybrids okay okay that's they were both right. four-legged beasts i'm pretty sure actually i'm not sure about the sun the sun was mostly a bat yeah <laughs> very creative vampire have you seen that concept art of bald Kylo Ren? The most unfortunate concept art ever. No. I, I would unstand Kylo so hard. Like, <laughs> nope. Irredeemable. <laughs> I'm here for the hair. <laughs> There's a concept art in the Last Jedi art book that is bald Kylo. And the only reason I was like... Because he just looked like Snoke. He looks like the sun. So oh, okay. I'm like, all right, if you make him look like the sun... Or the Inquisitor. the in- Or the Inquisitor. Yeah, because he looked and a lot like the sun. This, the Inquisitor looks so much like the sun. Yeah. That was, yeah, like, way too much. Mm-hmm. The, the sun's a little more human looking, but mm-hmm. the, yeah, bald Kylo of that episode nine. I, I hope JJ wouldn't do that. I don't think so. I think there's certain things that would work in, a, like, an animated show or in a comic book, but I, I, mm, I don't think it would translate as well. In a media like this, where they're trying to make it more mainstream and accessible for, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. Kylo, don't shave your head. <laughs> Please don't. Don't, don't be like, I'm gonna put my hair in a ponytail and shave. You can cut it. You can cut it a little bit shorter. I like your, uh, GQ, Adam Driver, like, 2016, 15 GQ look. Mm-hmm. That was a good look. I would be up for that for, except for he would be, like, the cutest little supreme leader. He's like, I got a haircut. He's like, look at my ears. Hello. Hello. It's me. I'm the supreme leader. What did you say about my ears? I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> it's the cutest supreme leader the first order's ever had. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are the Knights of Rant. We get really off topic. But we well, get- no, we're absolutely getting the motorcycle because we see later in the trailer, we literally see a, like a motif mm-hmm. of the father the son and the daughter. And you're like, uh, okay, well, the owl was a hint. And they're kind and of, like, lighting up in this interesting way, and you kind of wonder how much that's gonna, what that means. Because mm-hmm. I always, uh, with the father, the son, and the daughter, a little part of me, well, they, they made it clear that Anakin was supposed to take the place of the father. Yes. That was the whole point of the And so, and Duh, he, father. And he clearly has a daughter and a son. Yes. So, but they don't properly represent the light and the darkness. No, they at don't. All. No, like if if you want to do a proper, like a more proper representation, I feel like Luke would be the father, mm-hmm. and Kylo and Rey are the son and the daughter. Yes. I feel like that's a much better representation of who the characters are who the and characters how they are. fit in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, because I don't think Luke and Leia represent the no the, the dark. And I the feel light. like Luke's more in between. Like if. In an alternate universe, if, like, Anakin had taken that spot, maybe we could have seen, like, Luke become the light and, mm-hmm. like, Leia become the the darkness. Maybe. But that didn't happen. Nope. So it doesn't fit. 
No, it doesn't. Not at all. Yeah. So, yeah, like, what else in that, what else happened? I was really excited about the mortar stuff, and I just screamed a lot. Yeah. I, I also just screamed a lot. Um, we see Hera talking some shit to some stormtroopers. Uh, we see the wolves. Oh, yeah. The, the, Ezra comes in in the last, like, the last scene and says something about the final lesson. Uh-huh. Which. You're like, oh, is this based, oh, because we couldn't see it in the movie, you're gonna show us now. <laughs> I, I wonder if it is sort of like a tongue-in-cheek thing, because we know this was made a while ago, mm-hmm. and we know that the third lesson was originally in the film, mm-hmm. so you kind of wonder if how long they've known the third lesson was never going to be there. Mm-hmm. So you kind of wonder if this is like a tongue-in-cheek little reference that... Especially because we do know that the third lesson was supposed to be about letting nature take its course and the Jedi not having a place in that yeah. stuff, and you're like, well... You can definitely see that uh, that's not what our rebels are doing. Mm-hmm. That's not what our Jedi friends in the rebels are doing. They're like, no, we have a place in this fight, and we're not letting. Yeah, we're not just gonna sit back and let like nature take its course. No, and we because he's talking to either a a Palpy hologram, yeah, or Palpy himself at one point. Palpy's in the show now. Yeah, um, and I might Palpy doesn't know about Kanan Ezra, does he? I thought not, but he said Ezra Bridger, you're finally well, at least mine. now, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't beforehand, I he might have because the Inquisitors knew about him, so maybe yeah. it, pro- it probably does make sense that the Palpy knows about them. Mm-hmm. But Palpy's going to be in the show. I'm like just scrolling through giant wolves, Ezra and his wolf boy, Kanan is a nice little haircut. They're going to save Hera, obviously. Absolutely. Dude, and I'm the- so excited about this dumb owl because i'm so curious as to where this is where where ezra sees the owl and he's in this weird like floating space scape mm-hmm. thing he's in a stormtrooper uniform so because i'm kind of wondering if he's in like is he gonna be like with palpatine is he gonna oh. be like he's is infiltrated he palpy's ship or something oh that, it might be something sithy because of that yeah Maybe I'll make Hera's prison suit. That looks easy enough. Yeah. I want to cosplay Hera so bad. Yeah, me too. And Thrawn. Thrawn's probably going to die. You know, it maybe could be just on Thrawn's shit because Thrawn's a collector. Oh. He might have, have something. Something sithy. Something mm-hmm. forcey. He might have something to do with them. He might have, that, like, the tapestry or something. Yeah. Who knows? Because he was just like, ooh, this looks cool. Mm-hmm. But, oh, February 19th, so it's starting in about a month. Oh, boy. And so I gotta get my pins out in time. You do. Hurry up. Oh, here's my plug. Uh, hey, guys, are you interested in supporting Knights of Rant? We have a Patreon. And by we, I mean it's me. But yep. sometimes you help me ship stuff. Yep, and sometimes I benefit. Yep. And <laughs> so uh, if you go to patreon.com slash goals at just $10 a month, you will get a prize package from Squadron Goals mm-hmm. every month. And it... The prices, the tiers go up. $10 is where the physical rewards start, but even below that, uh, you get a bunch of speed paints and digital downloads and quote-unquote tutorials. I count speed paints as tutorials, because you can see my process. But uh, at $15, you get a pin every month, like an enamel pin every month. Mm -hmm. And at $35, you get every single product that I make for the store that month. Sometimes it's 8 or 12 items, and I'm like, that, you're bad. (laughs) No, dude, this month it's insane. And I'm not just saying this to, like, plug it, but... You're ridiculous. This month you get for the thirty-five tier. It's it's mostly because uh, I the prequel charms. I the Anakin 
got messed up. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't do the, I didn't want to split up the, these two months into two different war tiers. So you get four prequel charms, uh, three prequel stickers, one Ahsoka sticker, one Ahsoka enamel pin, and an Ahsoka print. Yep. Which is a lot. That's so much. It's a, <laughs> I, it so sounds, many things. It sounds like, but that that's the, that's the full tier. That's the everything tier. Usually mm-hmm. in uh, Patreon. Go check it out. Go check it out. <laughs> or you could just check out my store, etsy.com slash shop squadron goals. But if you want things for cheaper and you don't have to worry about pre-ordering or being there when I put them online... Or this is the guarantee, yeah, or selling out. This is like your guaranteed slot that you get the new pin every month because mm-hmm. I try to make at least one new pin every month, and this is how you guarantee yourself a slot without having to think about it, yep. and you also support us. But so that was the ad read for this episode. It was because we're the only great reviews on iTunes. Now we'll give us ads. Yeah, <laughs> brought to you by us, us. <laughs> the people that pay for the show. <laughs> yep. Thank you for your sponsorship. Without us. We wouldn't be we able wouldn't to have us. 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 Your unconditional support, us. So, uh, yeah, Thrawn. Thrawn's probably, Thrawn's gonna die. Oh, absolutely, I think so. Who, who do you think's gonna live, die in this? Honestly, I don't think any of the good guys are gonna die. I think, because I, I used to be I, on that board. It's still what I want. It's still, yeah, and I feel I really bad for so- saying that's what I want, but to me, it's still, it. It real add, it adds a sense of like, it just adds a weight to the war because it is a war, and when people don't die, it doesn't seem realistic, and I don't feel it fully con- like portrays how dire the streets are because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's any stakes. Oh well, I m- maybe Rex will die. <gasps> no, I refuse. I mean, I don't want him to. They, they've, like, fake retconned that guy to be Rex, that white guy to be Rex. Oh, I guess movie. that's true. They, I, they I'm not sure they... how true that actually is, but... No, Rex is... No, Rex lives. And, because I, I do think... Do you think Ahsoka's alive? I think we've just got... Oh, I don't know. No. I think she's dead. Yeah, I, I, I also am with that. And I think she's going to stay dead. And I, I feel bad, because I'm like, I hope she stays dead, but I do, because I thought her, her final scene was... That is how Ahsoka should have gone. Yes. Like, 100%. That's... Not that I ever wanted Ahsoka to go. No. But if she's gonna go somehow, by Anakin's hand, is very good. Such a beautiful, like, full circle tragic story. Yeah. I like tragic things, even though I'm here for if Ben Solo dies. (laughs) I will riot. Except for... I, I, like, with Kylo, it's kind of a... A who knows right now. Yeah. There's a way that he can be killed and I can be okay with it. It's just more of a... Uh, I don't want him to have just the generic, boring bad guy death. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, he's a bad guy and then they killed him because he's a bad guy at the end. And you're like, yeah. well, I don't want that. That's not I, a good I want good him arc. to have a life because I want to see how he lives. Because he's never really gotten to live an actual human life, really. Mm-hmm. Without either creepy old guys trying to touch him. Oh god. Like in trying his to head. mind touch him. And um and obviously we'll see how he handles Supreme Leader. Yeah. I just I love so many people that I uh, clearly Kylo's not gonna make the best decisions as Supreme Leader, and we can assume this, but so many people are like, he's Supreme Leader now. I'm like, well, we haven't seen how he handles the situation. Right. He could be great. 
Could be. Best Supreme Leader. He'd be like, puppies for everybody. Everybody gets a puppy. Loth cats for everyone. And you know what? BB units all around. They're good companion droids. I mean, BB units are actually therapy droids for people. Because they're more like pets. Anyway. Rebels. Rebels. This is my therapy droid. I'm sorry, you're not allowed to. No, no, therapy droid. I'm allowed to bring it into Disney. Yeah, I'm allowed to bring it into Disney. (laughs) Um... Yeah, but Rebels is coming back February 14th at 9 p.m. Dear Lord, that's late. What? For a child show? East, e- Eastern Standard Time? Eastern Daylight, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So, where are we? Are we P- Pacific? We're Pacific. Pacific, yeah, but it's still gonna be 9 for us that they just delay it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Only... That's late! Why so late? Yeah. I like Everyone's probably like, you guys are adults. You think 9 o'clock is late? Yes! Yes. I do. Nine o'clock. If I'm home, if I'm not working, I'm in my cocoon nest reading yeah. fan fiction done for the day. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. <laughs> uh, anyway, but we, we still have some time. Um, I don't I don't think we should do the full resistance arc today, but Mm-mm. do you want to talk about Holdo? Want to do the yeah, Holdo we arc? Yeah, we can just talk about Holdo. Yeah. Because uh, we do, we do want to do one more podcast where we talk about the Resistance storyline. Mm-hmm. And originally that was going to be Finn, Rose, Holdo, and Poe. Mm-hmm. But I think we can split that up to the Holdo, a little bit Holdo, Poe mm-hmm. stuff. But I think Poe will fit more with the... With Finn and Rose, for yeah. sure. But, I mean, you can't talk about Holdo without talking about, a little bit about, about Poe. Po. Yeah. So, uh, Holdo was introduced. Uh, Amelyn Holdo was introduced in the Leia book, with both me and you read mm-hmm. uh, before the... Oh, but besides the Ahsoka book, was that your first EU or, like, new EU book? Yes. Yeah. So the Ahsoka... Your first I, Claudia Gray. I know. You you need to read Bloodline. I Yeah, I do. I want to. Um, But my first one was the Ahsoka book because I'm... There's no way that I'm not going to pick that up. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've... I bought both of them, too. Yeah. So it was one of those things where, like, you were like, I already have them. I'm like, no, I want my own copy. Yeah. But you, you did audiobook, same with Ahsoka. We both have the actual physical copies, but we both listened to the audiobook because Ashley did the audiobook. Or did you actually read it, the book? I started listening to it, but then I I finished, like, the physical copy. Right. Because it just, audiobooks don't work with my work schedules. Yeah. It worked when I had a commute, mm-hmm. but now that I don't have a commute and I work at retail, like, I could bring headphones and listen to it on my lunch any day, but it's kind of just easier for me to read mm-hmm. on my lunch. Um, so I finished with an actual physical copy. Um, but yeah, no, that was my first one. And the Leia book, oh, God, Holdo in the Leia book is so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with her. I, the thing with Holdo, which it, I guess I, I guess it did sort of disappoint me with my first viewing mm-hmm. of, because I still, I do really like Holdo the more I see the movie. Yeah. But it was, it, if you'd read the book, she's so different in the book. So different. And you get that she's a lot younger in um she's like 16 in the in the novel but she's very much everyone makes this comparison a luna love good epi trinket hybrid so she kind of says a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense and she's super spacey and but super cute and Mm -hmm. but then you'll also realize as the book goes on that she's constantly paying attention Mm -hmm. and everyone writes her off because she's so spacey and so different but she's constantly paying attention and analyzing mm-hmm. her surroundings. Which, that that sort 
that that that's the sort of like personality trait that did carry over. Yes. That that is in the movie. But the whole absurdity of her mm-hmm. didn't. didn't carry over. The closest thing that you get is the way she outfits herself in mm-hmm. the movie, which is still more like regal than it is goofy. Mm-hmm. But in the book, they do make a point. She does talk about why she wears the bright colors and dyes for her hair the colors that she does. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that that translated. Or that was already given to Claudia, and she's like, I'm going to give this a reason. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's probably more of that. Uh, I do still prefer Claudia's version of Holdo. Yeah. But it's fun to see how a character can transition from this at 16 into who she is in the movie. You can see the clear path and, like, war did this to mm-hmm. them. The war did this. And uh, the even though this wasn't established in the movie, and like even it didn't need to be, but it wasn't even like told to Laura Dern. Uh, but... In canon, mm-hmm. Emmeline Holdo is our first on-screen mm-hmm. uh, LGBTQ-like character. Yep. That she... I think pansexual is probably the best way to describe her. Yeah, I would say because, pan. Because... Especially because when... Because we have alien races. We have aliens, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, you can really... And she... Because Leia was talking about... She's like, only human males she's for only me. only human males for me. And Anlin's like, that sounds boring. That's so boring. Where are these hot aliens? She's like, why would you limit yourself like yeah. that? <laughs> and so I think that's, like, really cool. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, it was subtle, and so there's still... Yeah, because I missed it. Not gonna lie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. And I had to go back and be like, when was that? And then they bring it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> our first established, even, like, you do have to kind of go digging for it. Mm-hmm. But it's baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. Because, I mean, you you can convince me all you want that Poe is a heterosexual male, and I, I will never believe yeah, you. Yeah, you can tell me that, and I'll be like, absolutely not. No. He the- is absolutely bi as fuck. Yeah. Like. Sorry. I, we've always compared him to, like, the Jack Harkness yeah. of... Absolutely. The Star Wars. So universe. like I would I would consider him Pan as well, but like maybe maybe it's only humanoids for him as well. Yeah. Well, who knows? Well no, he sucks an alien dick on Jakku. Yeah. But who did he like it or was he doing it because he was like, I gotta get <laughs> off Jakku? <laughs> who knows? Uh, the just so you know, that's maybe not canon. It just sounds like it's canon. It's very much implied. Oh man. Alan Dean Foster, I'll miss your writing. <laughs> I can't wait for the last Jedi book. Who knows? It might wreck me. You might. But I'm gonna miss that dick alien sucking. Alien and the, dick and, sucking? And the space poetry. And the space poetry. So good. Anyway, back to Holdo. Yeah, a lot of people had issues with Holdo, and, like, it just... Uh, the more I thought about it, the more upset I was getting at the discourse surrounding her. Mm-hmm. Because... You of course you want to see Poe as the right character because he's the one that you've known the longest. Mm-hmm. So Poe and Holdo have this kind of back and like this, they butt heads. Yes, but you so they haven't met before this moment, and but he's heard of Holdo. He's heard of Holdo. She, she all she knows is that Leia demoted him mm-hmm. for not listening to orders. Mm-hmm. That is the basically all she knows of Poe because Poe's not a big deal. <laughs> He's, he pretends he's, like he is, and he's, he's ki- kind of a big deal. He's he kind, kind of, of thought he'd but be only, like, uh, in charge of the resistance. But only now, Holdo's <laughs> been in charge. Well, yeah, Holdo, yeah, yeah. Holdo's but, an old war hero. Old war hero. So like, you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. like, I'm a big fucking deal. She's like, oh yeah, you were you were a baby when I was fighting. Yeah, 
he's like he just hasn't been around as long as yeah. her. doesn't hasn't seen what she's seen. And so I think there's something really uh, devastating about um, how people have immediately villainized Holdo yeah. for not telling Poe her plan because because like oh things would have been okay if Poe would have known and like or if Poe listened if Poe listened to orders like he had just learned from Leia this wouldn't have happened mm-hmm. because Poe doesn't listen to orders twice and he gets a bunch of people killed because of it uh, so many people die because of it and we'll talk about this a little bit more probably in this episode but in like the the episode we talked about Finn and Rose mm-hmm. is that Poe does learn in the end and he does become a better leader that he does he does turn the ships around instead mm-hmm. of continuing to sacrifice people he does he does take on a better idea of what leadership mm-hmm. is but at the same time it didn't hit as hard as I would li- would have liked it to. There weren't real consequences for him. Yeah. There were consequences for the resistance, but for him I would I would have liked a little more of the guilt to be on his shoulders yes. when he seemed And again, I do sort of understand in a sense why Hey guys, you might have heard, but we got a mail and we got Smuggler's Bounty. This is a commercial interruption. Here you go, here's a special advertiser it's, yep. it's not an advertiser because nope. i pay for this nope. but they totally sponsor us this month was sith and i just want to open it really quickly and i kind of want to do it because i'm really excited for a thing that's in it let's okay. see okay what's the shirt okay it says kylo vader's mask oh my god okay Ooh. oh kylo a kylo thing i'm pumped all right the first thing in here is a kylo shirt oh my god he looks so dumb what a dumb baby <laughs> look at his hair sticking out of the bottom I will finish what you started. Alright, I'm a fan of this, even though he looks dumb, but this is what I'm excited about. <gasps> Count Dooku! Alright, uh, I forgot this is a podcast. I'm like showing the microphone. Nope. Oh my god, he looks so good. I'm gonna buy this on eBay. Uh, yeah, no. He, Absolutely. I oh need my Dooku. god. And I mean, I talk about it a lot, but I am like the biggest Count Dooku stan there is. <laughs> I love Dooku. And Look at he was the he was the pop figure this month. He looks really good, guys. So check it out. And this pose is really nice. Is this a straw? Okay, so this has this to be is a probably cup. a mug. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a thing in a box here that we couldn't tell. All right, what is this cup? Who is it? Okay, it's Vader. Vader yeah. cup. All right, all right, whatever. All right, and wow. then what's the who's on the pin? Vader pin. Ah. I mean, I got one Dooku thing and one Kylo thing, even uh-huh. though Kylo's not a Sith. Uh, mall? Is that just a mall? Is it okay? It's just mall. Sounds like is that a mystery box? But it's just mall. It, I think mall's the only option, which is kind of lame. It's not a mystery box. Why put it in the box? Uh, I won't wait yeah. for it. I don't need to open it now. Anyway, that was Smuggler's Bounty. Thanks for the thanks. That was our ad read because they absolutely sponsor us. They don't. Or they could. <laughs> or they could. Or you could. That's the option. I was kind of hoping this would be my terms. I mean, I'm so happy that it's Dooku, but. I mean, I'm super happy to see Dooku, and he's not even mine. Mm. He'll be mine one day, Dookie. I'm gonna buy you on eBay. Dooku's a good boy. What a good boy. Uh, back to Holdo. So, I think, like, that's what really made me angry, is that people, instead of blaming Poe, blame Holdo. Immediately. They immediately, immediately jump. When Holdo, one, is his superior, she mm. has no, she has no responsibility to tell him, mm. especially when, let's face it, Poe isn't very trustworthy right now. No. All she knows is that Poe got demoted. Leia demoted him because she he didn't listen to orders. Mm-hmm. So what part of him thinks he deserves to know 
her plan. This plan when... Which is absolutely need to know. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely need to know. And that goes to show you it, it, that there, if this plan gets out, it's a stealth mission. Mm-hmm. It's It'll screw them. And do you know what happens? Poe says the plan to Finn and Rose. And someone overhears it. And someone it. overhears it. And, and that, that gets, gets the wrong people. That, like, kills, like, 300 people. Yeah. It's, it's rough. It's really rough. And everyone's like, well, if she would have just... If she just would have what? Like, she had no reason to she, tell him. Every, all of her actions were plan, were done to avoid the repercussions. Mm-hmm. So, for example, she doesn't tell Poe the plan because it's a self... Well, one, he can't really be trusted. Uh-huh. And two, and because he's been known to kind of not listen to orders. Mm-hmm. So, he's not gonna... She's not gonna tell him the plan because he's been kind of known to not listen. Mm-hmm. So, he doesn't need to know. Two... It's a stealth mission, so we can't we can't risk it getting out. Mm-hmm. And we know people have been trying to jump ship all day. Yeah. And if they're jumping ship, and the first order takes them, and they're already trying to lead the resistance, they're jumping ship because they want to live. Uh-huh. They're gonna tell the first order, like yeah, absolutely, because they're already weak. <laughs> yeah. And and so many people were like, yeah. In hindsight, is twenty twenty. If po- if Holdo could have predicted the future, yeah. But you're expecting Holdo to be able to read the future and not put any of this punishment on Poe? Yeah. Why? Just because he's a character that you already know? And he's a character that you like. Because I, I I, really like Poe. He's mm-hmm. a good guy. Me too. But he effed f- up this movie. Yes. He really did. Like, hard capital yeah. F. Yeah. And uh, in episode 9, he's he's going to step up and become way bigger leader in the resistance mm-hmm. and, and now that we don't have leia as well mm-hmm. but, but this was really shitty yeah and you know what like th- that's what i love so much about holdo's sacrifice is because holdo she didn't do anything wrong she didn't she didn't but she still sacrificed herself she's like i'm the leader in this and this was my plan yeah and i'm she was a leader yeah and the fact that poe poe damn son Poe, damn, son, you fucked up. You fucked up. Yeah, like, and I think that's just where my, like, my issue with Poe's storyline is that you didn't really feel the guilt, um, or that he realized what he had done. He was like, oh, she was, oh, she was thinking ahead. Yeah, I don't feel like Poe felt like he had done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I feel like Poe realized... Like, that's not the way you lead. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he was like, oh, my actions caused this. And I, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted him to be like, ooh, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Outside of like, oh, people got killed. Like, no, 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 no. I did this. Yeah. This was me. And I hope that we see that a little bit in the next movie. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just, even if there's a moment where Poe's just like sitting by himself, like, like you know that silent like movie where he's just contemplating himself and he's like i have to make sure that this doesn't happen again i have to be careful that this doesn't happen again yeah we'll see because there's probably i i I mean i i thought there was going to be a time skip part way through mm -hmm. the last jedi and there wasn't there's probably going to be a time skip for Mm -hmm. nine i would have to i assume that there's going to be a decent time skip where the first order kind of really has like taken mm-hmm. over yeah. where they really are the i don't know they're really enforcing the in the galaxy yeah yeah 
and Knights of Ren. <laughs> Every podcast until they happen. And so it just, it just, the discourse just really upset me because I, I don't think Holdo did anything wrong. She, she had enough faith that people would listen to her, which again, she was a superior. Mm-hmm. Because she was someone that Leia had put their trust in and mm-hmm. Leia had named the leader. Mm-hmm. And we do know that she, she's known enough that Poe knows some battle that she, she won. Yeah. Already. Like she already knows she's like in that fight in this legend in some fight that mm-hmm. we don't know about. But. So like, Maybe you could have listened. And so much of me, I try not to immediately be like, was it because she was a girl? But it's really hard not to fall into that because of some very loud squeaky wheels complaining about too many women in these movies. Yeah, and I don't think as much as that she's a woman, it was more... Because I think part of it had to do with that she doesn't look like a military woman. Mm -hmm. Is that she's very feminine and... Mm -hmm. uh, obviously dresses up Mm -hmm. and wears nice dresses and has like pretty hair and like this Mm -hmm. crown thing that she doesn't look like she's a woman that really knows war Mm -hmm. and i think that's a i really like the direction that ryan took with that Mm -hmm. because so much of that in um just media in general Mm -hmm. is that you can't be strong and also feminine. feminine yeah and that's something that's bugged me a lot about uh a lot of these sort of stories that have come out these days, we're getting a lot of female characters. And I, mean, I want to say, like, this this past year has been different. Like, mm-hmm. with Wonder Woman. Yes. And, like, Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. That there's still strong women that aren't afraid to be feminine. And it's yeah. not villainized for them being feminine. Because a lot of times when you go back, like, these strong female characters are just kind of... In a way, the the vision the they represent a lot of aspects of toxic masculinity yeah. where they don't really have emotions and they they don't feel anything and, and they they're re- tomboyish. They reject and, anything feminine. Yeah, and you're like, well, and yeah, like that's, sure, that's that's some women are like that. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong. And with there's nothing that. wrong with that, but you just kind of villainized anyone who is different. Yeah, or anyone like. If the character liked the color pink, mm-hmm. they were immediately seen as a joke. Yeah. And I like that even though Holdo wasn't pink, she was a very feminine color. And you were like... She was lavender. Mauve. Yes. And she, you're like, oh, like you're really beating this over the head. And mm-hmm. I love it. And I'm dying for it. I love it. Because mm-hmm. that's... I mean, we talked about this even just with like Padme's doll that's coming out. Where you're like, why is she in this like masculine armor when Padme was all about embracing her femininity and using that yeah i yeah because she in the the forces of destiny doll she's wearing her pilot suit mm-hmm. and she does have like one episode where she's wearing that but padme has 1000 million outfits and i think she's even in one of the shorts she's wearing her geonosis outfit yep. and while that is like the only thing people ever put her in mm-hmm. i prefer that to the the pilot outfit personally mm-hmm. well i mean i want to see her in I want to see her in her dresses. <laughs> her dresses, like her picnic dress, her uh, her lake dress, mm-hmm. Amidala. She has so many amazing, beautiful outfits. And I think that, I, I just don't like that they continue to sort of, what it feels like, villainize 
femininity. So yeah. that I'm really glad that Holdo came into that story. Because George Lucas actually said something pretty similar about uh, um, some of these characters. That it just kind of seems like you you can't be strong and also feminine. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you can you can be both. You can... You can be a woman that's a little more tomboyish and be strong. That's true. That that is also very true. Yeah, I like seeing a variety. But of that females. used to be the only thing. Yeah, because you keep weakening things that are traditionally seen as feminine. Like, yeah. I like having and characters like and fancy clothes, like Jin, while ne- standing next to a character like Padme or mm-hmm. Holdo, where these characters can exist in the same world, and they're both women. And not one is great. Yeah, and one is not better than the other or lesser than the other because of the things that they enjoy Mm -hmm. in this world. Yep. (sighs) Preach. And I I'm I'm, I get really sad that we won't get to see more of Holdo. And what I really want is some canon reference of Holdo when they were younger. Mm Mm-hmm. So we can cosplay Leia and Holdo. Let's do that. That'd be fun. That would be so much fun. But we need we need a baby Holdo. We need a canon reference of that yeah i mean she'll probably they'll, they'll probably be comics because we don't know about that big battle fingers crossed i claudia gray writes more leo and holdo please stuff. write that battle oh claudia gray just and then put holdo on the cover yeah a canon reference where i'm like there you go now we can cosplay it because they're best friends best friends and when the like, holdo has this the line that she's like oh leo when when Poe keeps on, like, being like, we don't have a plan, you're just gonna, like, lead us all to our death, and she literally says, like, hope is like the sun, if you only believe in it when you see it, you'll never make it through the night. Mm-hmm. And Poe's like... Which, to me, was... Poe, like, was Holdo being like, hey, just because you don't know everything... Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that there's not a plan. Doesn't mean that we're not, like... Doing... That I'm, I'm not doing my job, mm-hmm. you know? And... Especially with the degree that she's like, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. If if she was really clueless, you think she would go to more people? I don't know. Yeah. If she really thought she they were like, all doomed. I don't doomed. know what I'm doing. We're all just gonna die. It's My d- plan is that we just die. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they can't tell the... They can't tell everyone their plan. It was a stealth mission. This plan very much relied on the First Order not knowing that they were there because... Once they knew, they were just going to go ploop, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. And Poe had proven himself to be quite untrustworthy. Yeah, it's really frustrating. And even when, like, people I know will try this with me, and they'll be like, she was just wrong, I just, I get heated. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I get a little heated, and I it gets hard for me to be like, to remain objective, Instead of, like, becoming this, like, passionate, angry ball of anger that I just so want to become. Because I'm like, you're so wrong and it makes me so mad that you feel this way. You're just false. You're just wrong! And, yeah, it's it's frustrating because a lot of people see this movie with the hindsight as 2020 vision of that's how it could have been better. But mm-hmm. they forget that's kind of the point of this mm-hmm. movie. It's not, oh, everything could have been solved. I'm like, no. That's the plot. Yeah. Is that they made all of these decisions, but back if they if they had known what would happen, Poe would have just listened. Yeah. It's not that 
Holdo would have told them the plan, but Poe would have been like, all right. All right, I'm going to listen to you and trust that you have a plan. Mm -hmm. What can I do to help? Yep. That, that, that's it. I don't understand, I, I, I understand why we see Poe as a more important character and we're seeing kind of this whole thing from his perspective and why we want him to be right. But in the end... But he wasn't, and that's what you're supposed to know. Mm -hmm. That's the lesson that you're supposed to take from that, is that he was in the wrong. And I guess it wasn't... That's why I wish it had been a bit more spoon-fed to us that Poe had realized what he had done. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't feel like the audience understood by the end the, of the movie that Poe I feel like a wrong. lot of the audience didn't get a lot of that movie. Yep. I mean, yeah. I, I hate to say that and sound really... Pretentious. Pretentious. But whenever I have these discussions with people and they're like, oh, you're reading too much into that. I'm like, no, that no. was the point. I, Ryan Johnson, my God, I, this was so, he posted like this Twitter thread, um, where first he's in this like book room and then mm -hmm. he focuses on a book and then it's like the, the Jedi, the, the Jedi code book mm -hmm. from, that's been sold in stores for decades mm -hmm. or a decade for a very long time probably mm -hmm. not a decade but a long time and he post, posts a picture of that and then he opens it up and he takes a picture like he just continuing taking deeper deeper photos until he gets to a passage about kind of like force duplication mm -hmm. about how a person uh who's strong enough in the force can literally duplicate their presence through the force because of all the people who are being like this this astral projection shit comes from nowhere and he's like, oh, look, it's literally in the Jedi. God, here is Maybe this man does some research. Also, do you want not want the Force to be expanded upon? Yeah. Do you what? really want the only thing that they can do is, like, Force jump and Force push? M force move rocks. For that, that's what Ray only thought it was. Yeah. He's like, oh, you can control minds and move rocks. That's it. He's like, well, I mean, that, those are one things that we can do, but that's not what the Force is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is there anything else we want to really talk about today? I mean, we've kind of went on a bunch of tangents, and, like, next week we'll have our more or organized episode about the Resistance. Yeah, because we weren't ready for this. We weren't ready for the Rebels trailer, guys. Sorry. No. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, we ha needed to talk about that right away. And also, some Muggler's Bounty came in the mail, so. Yeah, we were all over the place this episode. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. It's Sorry, shorter guys. than usual, so it's fine. Well, not maybe not every episode needs to be an hour and 40 minutes. I know, right? <laughs> That's a lot to ask of people. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for listening to an episode of Who Talks First. Next week, we'll have a more organized episode about the Resistance's yes. storyline Yep. in The Last Jedi. I'm one of your hosts, MCT. I'm your other host. I'm Solo. And we'll see you next time. Bye.